This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. I remember when I first started preaching many, many years ago, that there was an uncle of mine who was a watch repairman, a jeweler, came to me and he says, now, I'm going to give you a watch. And he said that this is a pocket watch, and I still have that, and it's a, a very beautiful and it's really old. And he, he told me the reason he wanted to give it to me. He says, I don't want you preaching overtime. Well, I've been conscious of time for a long time. Today we want to talk about our time. Thomas Edison said time is the most important thing in the world, and indeed it is important to us all. How do we use our time? We want to think about that today, and I want to encourage you to stay tuned to Getting to Know Your Bible. I'm Billy Lambert, the speaker on Getting to Know Your Bible, and I welcome you today. We're offering a free Bible correspondence course, and I realize that most of the time when something is offered on television, you have to get out your credit card, but you don't need that today. We want you to have this course absolutely free. Thousands of people all over the world have taken this Bible course, and we want you to have it as well. We're going to pause for just a moment that you might learn more about the course and how to receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. If you have your Bible handy, I, I want to encourage you to turn to the fifth chapter of Ephesians. There are a couple of passages I'd like to read from that chapter that will serve sort of as the basis or the beginning point of our discussion today about time. Look, look at verse 15 and verse 16. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Time is the most precious commodity that you and I have. You ever thought about this, that, that when your time is gone, life ends. And time is so valuable. It, it was Benjamin Franklin who said, Dost thou love life? Then do not squander time, for time is the stuff of which life is made. And indeed it is. We just have a little time, actually, uh, you know, the psalmist said in Psalm chapter 90, the days of our years are threescore and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore, yet is their strength labor and sorrow. Why? Well, soon cut off and we fly away. So we don't have a lot of time. We, we don't really have a lot of time. And we need to use our time to the very best advantage. There's, there's a really a very 
short distance between time and eternity. The distance is a heartbeat for me and for you. First Samuel 20 and 3 says there's just a step between me and death. And there's just a step between any one of us and the life that is to come. So we want to talk about using our time today. Now, regardless of who you are, where you are, you may be in your kitchen, you may be sitting in your den. We, we have people that watch this program from, from uh, pri inside prison walls, actually. So regardless of where you are, who you are, all of us have our time divided into three segments. And first of all, there is the past. Now, there's not anything you can do about the past time. It's gone. It's gone forever. You see, you can't store up time like you, like you store up money. You can't hurry up time like you hurry up travel. You see, once our time is gone, there's not anything that we can do to recall that time. Now, the second part of our time is today. And all that I have is today. And I need to use today to the very best advantage possible. Don't you think that's, don't you think that's just wise? That we use our time today to the very best advantage you know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6 and 2 that today is the day of salvation. Indeed it is. Do it now. That There was a banker who had put that sign up in the bank where he was the president. And it wasn't long until he took it down. You see, the principle was whatever you need to do, whatever you've been thinking about doing it, doing, do it now. Don't wait, don't hesitate, do it now. Well, he took it down because the vice president came in and asked for a big raise that he had been thinking about requesting. And one of the tellers stole some money and then left town. They'd been thinking about doing these things and so they did it. Well, whatever you've been thinking about, do it now. Do you realize that you need to show more love to your family? Do it now. Do, do, you, do you realize that you need to study the Bible more? Well, do it now. Do, do you realize that you should pray more? Well, then do it now. Well, why not do it now? Do, do you realize that you need to be kinder to people? We, we live in a world that, that where there is a, a famine of kindness. We need more kindness in our world today. And if you know that you need to be kinder to your family, kinder to your associates, kinder to all people, then why not do that now? If you know that you need a closer walk with God, do it now. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Because you see, tomorrow may not come for you. Tomorrow may be too late. Do it now. You see, our life is divided into the past, the present, and the future. And tomorrow may not come for some of us. You know, Solomon said, Boast not thyself of tomorrow. Why? For a man does not know or doth not know what a day may bring forth. We have no idea 
what the next day is going to be in our lives. Thus, when we have something that needs to be done, that would enhance our spiritual life, that would enhance our family life, that would enhance our association with other people. Good people, we just need to do it now. Don't you agree with that? That we ought to do it now. So whatever it is you've been thinking about, do it now. You say, well, I think I'll wait and do it next year. I think I'll wait and do it tomorrow. I think I'll wait and start over in a, at a later time. How many of you... How many of you have been thinking about losing some weight? Oh, you're saying, oh, Brother Lambert, you've been reading my mail. Oh, no, no, not been reading your mail. I just know a lot of us think about losing weight. And you say, well, I'm going to start after the holidays, or I'm going to start after the first of the year, or I'm going to start when? Why not just start now? Do it now. Here's the reason. Tomorrow may be too late. You know, James chapter 4 says, Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow we'll go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. You have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. So whatever it is you need to be doing, you need to do it now. Redeem the time. You know what that really means in Ephesians 5.16? It really means buy up the opportunity. Use the opportunities that you have. Do it now. Because tomorrow may be too late. Just like a person might take a, a pleasing opiate and come under its spell, there are many that have come under the spell of doing it tomorrow. And that's been disastrous to multitudes of people. That Multitudes of people have said, well, I'm just going to do it at another time. I'll do it at another day. I'm not going to do it right now. But I want you to think about uh, an illustration in the Old Testament. Do, do you remember, and I know you've heard this story, and if not, you've seen a movie about it somewhere, about God bringing plagues on the land of Egypt because... They would not let, Pharaoh would not let the people go uh, back to their homeland. And one of those plagues was a plague of frogs. Can you imagine frogs everywhere? You go to get in your bed at night and you put your foot on an old cold frog. Or, or you go to get your food and there, there are frogs in your bowl. And the frogs all over the floor. There are frogs everywhere. Plague of frogs. And Pharaoh comes to Moses, and this is what he asked. This is in Exodus chapter 8, incidentally. He said, I want you to entreat the Lord for me. I want you to beg the Lord. I want you to ask the Lord. I want you to pray to God. Well, what do you want? I want you to ask him to get rid of all these frogs. Well, now, Pharaoh, when would you like for me to do that? And you know what he said? Tomorrow. Let me ask you a question. Why would anyone want to spend one more night with the frogs? I'll tell you the reason. Man is, mankind is just prone to put off to tomorrow what he ought to be doing today. 
So there are lots of things that we need to be doing in our lives. Don't you agree that there are things you could do to improve your life, to make your life better, to make your home life better, to make your business life better, to make your relationship with people in the community better? You might even not even know your neighbors. And you said, I've been intending to get over there and talk to my neighbors. Why don't you do it now? You see, we need to not wait till tomorrow because tomorrow can be too late. There was old Felix. He heard the Apostle Paul preach and, and, and Paul, he said, I want you to go because when I do have a convenient season, Paul, I'll call for you. Well, so far as secular history is concerned, that season never came. So far as we know, that time, that convenient time that he wanted never came. But you see, his philosophy was I'll do it tomorrow. You see, tomorrow, you, you, may, you may be so changed of heart that you, not don't, you don't want to do anything for other people. Right now, your idea is, and your intention is, and your thought is, and your plan actually is that, that you're going to start being nicer to people. Don't, don't you think that's something that all of us ought to do, be nicer to people? Even to strangers, we'd be nice to strangers. You say, well, yes, but I'm not quite ready to start doing that right now. You see, when we say that, we, we are acknowledging that changing is going to be distasteful to us. And when we say I'm going to do it at another time, actually you're saying I think that I'm going to have some time later to do it. But, but the fact is, you may not have any more time. You say, I've been thinking about giving my life to Christ. You say, Brother Lambert, I've been watching you on television now for a long, long time. I had someone to say this the other day. They said, I've been watching you a long, long time, and I finally decided to give my life to the Lord. And I praise God for that. But suppose they had said, I think I've been watching you a long, long time and I've been following along with my Bible and what you're teaching us and I see that I need to make a change in my life, but I'm going to do it another day. You see, tomorrow may not come. Fact is, tomorrow you might be dead. Not none of us likes to think about that. But the fact is, your, your, your coffin may already be at the funeral home. Someone's is. Because it's appointed unto a man once to die. So do it now. Do it today. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Because tomorrow might not come for you. And the fact is, tomorrow Jesus could come. He could come. He's coming someday. And I know that because Jesus said, If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. He's coming someday. So that could be the day after you have made this statement, I'll do it someday. See, it might be too late because Jesus might come. So whatever you're planning to do, do it now. That, that's what Paul meant in Ephesians chapter 5 when he said, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You see, time is divided into the past that's time that's gone. Yesterday is gone. Into the present. And today is the day for action. 
and then tomorrow. And if we wait to make changes in our lives that we need to make, for example, if I, if I wait until, if I follow the policy of tomorrow so far as salvation is concerned, then it might be too late. But then there is another dimension of time, really not time, another dimension, and that's eternity. See, see, we have time divided into the past, present, and the future, and following time, there is eternity. I don't really understand eternity. I know this from Isaiah 57, 15, that God lives in eternity. The text says that He inhabits eternity. I know that. And then in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, we're told by Solomon that man goes to his long home and the mourners go about the streets. That's in verse 5. And man has a long home, an eternal home. Right now we're living in our short home, aren't we? This is our short home. And we're not going to be in this home very long. And, and if you say, well, people are living longer today. Yes, indeed. I know many people that are up in their 80s and 90s. Some that are 100. People are living longer today. And I thank God for that. I think, for, for, I think all of that is because of the advancements that have been made in medicine that help us to live better and live longer and uh, and, and advancements in many areas of life. I thank God for that. But if you were to live a hundred plus years, folks, that's just nothing compared to eternity, is it? And all of us are on a journey. Man is going to his long home, his eternal home. It was a preacher many years ago by the name of T.B. Larimore. And he was a very effective man as a pulpiteer. And Larimore said that time, with all of its rolling ages, is scarcely a tiny bubble rocked upon the bosom of the sighing sea of eternity. Well, that doesn't say much, does it? It sounds nice, it sounds good, but does it help me to understand the meaning of eternity? So sometimes you'll hear a preacher talk about eternity. He'll say eternity is like a ring. Eternity has no beginning. It has no end. Well, that's true, isn't it? But what does that say about eternity? E eternity is duration where there is no time. It is duration where, there, where it's a dimension where, there is, where we don't calculate our lives in, in seconds, in minutes, in, in, in hours, in years, and the like. Eternity. Someone said that if you were able to count all of the drops of water in the mighty ocean, and if you were to take that number of drops of water in the mighty ocean, and if you were to multiply that by the number of grains of sand on the seashore, and if you were to take that unthinkable number and multiply that by the number of blades of grass that grow on the earth, and if you were to let, take that 
incomprehensible number and multiply that by the number of leaves upon the trees of all of the earth. And you take that final number and let each one of those numbers, each one of those uh, digits represent years that would in no way compare to eternity. If God were to send forth one of His angels and if He were to commission that angel to destroy the earth an atom at a time and then after the destruction of a tiny atom that cannot be seen with the naked eye and then that angel is to return to heaven for a thousand years before the destruction of Adam number two. And by the time that angel would have completed that cycle, destroying an atom, resting a thousand years, until it would have destroyed the earth an atom at a time, and then raced with lightning speed throughout the universe, destroying every sun, moon, and star, and planet that God ever made an atom at a time and resting a thousand years. And by the time that angel will return to the presence of God and said, Father, what next? Eternity will only have begun. I wish there was a way that I could explain to you that our lives are rooted in the timeless dimension of eternity. You see, we have an eternal Father. We serve an eternal Lord. We have an eternal soul. And we are subject to receive an everlasting or eternal inheritance. And we have a home that will, will be an eternal home, an everlasting home. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 46, Jesus was talking about the judgment. And he said, and these, talking about those on the left hand, shall go into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. I don't understand eternal. I don't understand eternity. Just suppose a person were to, to, to lose their soul and go into hell. But they're told that you could be on the there, only there for 500 years. Now mind you, the Bible teaches that, our, that when we lose our souls, that it's for an eternity. But you're told this time that it's just 500 years. Well, at the end of a year, you'd say, I've got hope to get out of here because I only have 499 years left. But you see, it's not like that at all. It's eternal. It's duration without limits. And that's the reason that we need to take seriously the, 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 the idea and the biblical concept that we are on a journey, on a journey to eternity. Jesus Christ said, What is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, think about this. We have some time now. Think about your time, my time. I, have, I don't have yesterday because it's gone. 
I only have today. I'm not promised anything but today. What am I going to do with my life today? And then in the future, my time will come to an end one day. Someday there will be some preacher and I've already selected that person as a friend of mine. If, if he outlives me, will stand and he'll say a few words over me and they'll take me out into the cemetery and that's where they'll put me in the ground till the resurrection. For all practical purposes, my time's ended. And I'll be in eternity one day. You will be in eternity. And I want you to be there with Jesus. Don't you want to be there with Jesus? I want you to think about your time right now. What are you going to do with it? Well, what are you going to do with this week? Well, what are you going to do with the rest of this month? Well, what are you going to do the rest of this year? You say, well, I've got some ideas. I've got some plans. We all have ideas. We all have plans. We all dream dreams. We, we build air castles in the sky. But we need to build some foundations under those dreams in our castles in the sky and get into action. We need to do it now. If you've been thinking about giving your life to Christ, do it now. Don't hesitate and don't wait. Don't delay. Do it now. You need to give your life to Christ by believing He is God's Son. I only wish I could convince all people everywhere, don't you, that Jesus is God's Son. Jesus said in John 8, 24, if you do not believe that I am He, you're going to die in your sins. And then you need to repent of your sins. Jesus said in Luke 13, 3, I tell you, neighbor, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. And then you must confess you believe in Jesus, Matthew 10, 32, 33. And Jesus said, you must be baptized. He that believeth and he is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, 16. Now don't hesitate and don't wait about that. Call me if I can help you. Let me know if I can do anything to help you in your spiritual journey. I love you. God loves you and God wants you to be his child. Take advantage of your opportunity. You say, I've been thinking about taking that Bible course. Do it now. Do it now. I want to give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community and also right now I want to uh, encourage you to take this free Bible correspondence course. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God you can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ, 
If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.